Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You've been all over the United States within the last few months, right? Or at least all over the Northeast. I don't know exactly where you originated from, but you were telling us stories about all of these other places. And as we were sitting outside having breakfast a little while ago, you mentioned that this was one of the only places, Keene or New Hampshire was one of the only places you had seen so far where places were like frequently open. Yeah, open and normal. Uh, I mean, if they're open, they're usually restricted in some weird way where they they have all these uh, additional rules that they come up with that they whatever the manager or the owner decides or the corporate you know entity decides is the best rule to come up with when it comes to you know uh, the, they have to be this far apart and we can let them in but they have to wear the mask until they get to the to the table but most places don't even have tables open you can't sit down anywhere they Elsewhere, are trying to, you mean outside of Keene. That's uh, outside of New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, uh, if they are sitting people, they're creating outdoor scenarios mm-hmm. where they have, maybe they'll rent a tent top type mm-hmm. thing. So that, that way they can have tables under the tent top and they'll have people in there that way. Um, but nobody inside. It's all this weird, sweaty, middle of the summer outdoor seating that's just super uncomfortable. And we're in the middle of a heat wave. So it, it is super it is uncomfortable outside. Yeah. I think it hit like 95 degrees yesterday. And I know people in like Texas and Nevada and stuff like, oh my goodness, 95, cry me a river. But we have a lot more humidity here than you do in Nevada. Sorry. When places have reopened over the last few months, what they found is that their business is way down, that people are still staying home. They're still afraid. They're not coming back out. Some people sure. are. I mean, obviously, there's people going out. We've seen plenty of people out and about, and uh, we were just at Thirsty Owler, and it, here it's a local bar, and they were busy. So, you know, it just depends on where you go. And as you were pointing out, in uh, this particular bar that, that we go to, they don't have – I think they are one of the only places that doesn't have plexiglass up. Because, you know, as I'm thinking about where I go regularly, almost all of them have some form of either that, hanging plastic – That's gotten insane. So I went someplace, and they not only did they have the plexiglass for us, right? Mm-hmm. But then they had a shower curtain, a literal plastic clear shower curtain to be able to separate the two cashiers. Where was this? Taco Bell. Here? No, 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 a different one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah before I got here. Okay. I, I was, what uh, town, though? I mean, where? It was, uh, it was at the airport in... Oh, at the airport. They got to go in, to the max there, right? Oh, yeah. In Texas, as I was leaving Texas. Tell me about the plane rides, Carlos. I mean, was it 100% mask wearers on the plane? Oh, yeah. 100%. And so here's the thing. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to be compliant and all that. You're showing us your mask. And things drop down Mm -hmm. on uh, on my mask. It drops just below my nose. You've got like a pull-up cloth, basically. It's it's a neck gaiter. It's like my Guy Fox one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a neck gaiter. And they, if if I have it just under my nose, as I just put it, they will freak out. That phrase that we we mentioned it a few times during the last segment, uh, the new normal. Now, mm-hmm. the Washington Post has an opinion piece here about what it would actually take to go back to actual normal, not not quote new normal, but real normal, actual normal. What they want you to believe it will take. Yes. Did Fair. you want to hear about that? I would love to hear about that. Uh, so Washington Post, where did I put it? There it is. Oh, so this is actually their editorial staff. So when it, when an editorial is written, it's ostensibly the opinion of all of the editors of the newspaper, right? So really? that's why, yeah, so editorials are unsigned. They don't have a name next to, next to them. 
opinion pieces usually have a name next to them. This is an editorial board opinion in this particular case. Okay. So any day now, they say the United States will cross another grim threshold of death from the coronavirus. They're starting strong, man. 150,000 people lost. By contrast, South Korea has lost 299 people. Germany, 9,125. Per million population, the United States has lost 423.6. Germany, 110. South Korea, 5.8. Well, what do you expect? Isn't obesity one of the biggest complicating factors (laughs) of COVID-19? Well, the United States is the fattest country on the earth. I, uh, I've been to Japan. I suspect it's similar to South Korea as far as their diet is concerned. So they're in yeah. pretty good shape. Two prominent health experts have suggested that with concerted effort, the United States could reach near normal by October 1st. And then they cite these guys, former healthcare care official. Near normal? That's what they say. Okay. Uh, Andy How Slavitt, far away is October the 1st? Two months. <laughs> basically. Uh, Andy Slavitt. Remember when we just had to lock down for 14 days? Yeah. yeah remember sure. that? Yeah. So a former healthcare official in the Obama administration, Andy Slavitt, and Peter Holtz, a professor and dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine at Baylor College of Medicine, have separately outlined how the United States might reach a point where schools and businesses can reopen. Quote, let's say we threw the kitchen sink at COVID-19 in the U.S. Let's say we started now with the goal of being open for business in October, meaning schools, in-person voting, sports, everything. If we did everything, what would happen? Mr. Slavitt wrote on Twitter. Dr. Holtz wondered whether, quote, Potentially, we could even launch a college football season or the NFL, unquote. So that's what people want, right? They want their sports back. So this is they're tantalizing people. Hey, you, you could have the NFL back if you just take whatever we say. And when they say, what would it take? Both experts supposedly recommend a nationwide concerted federal effort to break virus transmission, going beyond flatten the curve attempts of the spring. This would be hard to do, demanding sacrifice. It would be impossible to do. Economic pain, but paying off in a more sustained recovery later on. So they linked over to one of these so-called experts. This one that they, uh, there's two of them they're interviewing. One is Mr. Andy Slavitt, a former healthcare official in the Obama administration. The other one is a dean from some school of medicine somewhere. And so basically they're just parroting what the so-called expert says. And so I clicked over to see what the expert is saying. And it is basically what uh, the Washington Post editorial, but they essentially just copied and pasted what this guy said on his Twitter. So you just went through what we've gotten through so far. And then the final one I think we left off on was having hotels set up to allow people with symptoms to isolate from their families at no cost, they say. And then who's going to freaking pay for this? Taxpayers. Well, that's uh, not at no cost. Well. <laughs> it's just hiding the cost. Yeah, it, it's all Federal Reserve notes. It's okay. They'll just print them out. Uh, and then finally, number six, instead of a 50% lockdown, which is what they say they did in March and April, let's say it's a 90% lockdown. And he further says, meaning most of the Americans who couldn't stay home in April because they were picking crops or driving trucks or working in healthcare would stay home with us. Hold on. What? Meaning most of the Americans who couldn't stay home in April because they were picking crops, you know, feeding people, yeah. uh, or driving trucks, you know, feeding people, uh, or working in healthcare would stay home with us. I'm really worried about the emotional impact of the lack of 
physical contact. Oh, I, 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 I mean, there's no point in worrying about it, but it's a terrible thing what's going on. And it's going to damage people. And it's especially going to damage the, the children. I mean, yeah, those that's what I mean kids, is, is the way kids are going to grow up with I that emotional feel, damage. I feel, oh, can I go play with uh, Johnny today? No, sorry. No more playing with Johnny. He, he could have the illness. He could have the invisible enemy, son. Yep. Now, I know you think Johnny's your friend, and he looks like he's your friend. He still smiles like Johnny used to smile, but he could have the invisible enemy. And you can't, we just can't risk it. I mean, yeah, every child that's ever gotten it pretty much has survived it, but we can't risk it. You could kill your grandmother. I mean, these are probably like somewhat realistic conversations based <laughs> on the That's level. what I was thinking is that, yeah, yeah this sounds terrifyingly realistic like but what are parents telling their kids their their kids are asking them questions like well why can't i go outside well why can't i go play why can't so i was reading an article last night which was again we talked off the air and on the air about how bizarre all of this is there's an article at the atlantic right now it's way too long to read on the air but it's written by one of these liberal types who is afraid like he's afraid of covid and he's very why the worst that can happen is that you will die well that's the worst that can happen are afraid of death well they need to get over that i agree with you there but that's a whole other conversation (laughs) the guy they're really citing here andy slavitt former uh obama healthcare admin guy he apparently has his own podcast so I was looking down his his Twitter feed here. A uh, it's uh, at a Slavit S L A V I T T, and there's a link to his podcast, which is it's called In the Bubble. That's <laughs> that's what it's called. Okay. And here's how it's here's the description from the podcast website or from Apple uh, Apple site. We are now in the early stages of something we've never seen before: a global pandemic. What? Didn't we have SARS like right before this and like at least two other pandemics within the last And like swine flu and bird flu. But put all that aside. Okay, sure. You've never seen one before. It's a global pandemic. In addition to our health, social isolation and economic uncertainty have left us scrambling to understand our new normal and wondering what the future holds. From his own bubble, healthcare leader, turnaround expert and hashtag stay home architect – as though you had to like architect that you had to, like there was something complicated about that uh stay home architect andy slavitt is making it his mission to give americans critical information in real time but also hope for a path forward he reminds us of what we can achieve and the deep sense of solidarity that we need during these trying times we're barely even seeing the effects of this yet yeah with all the millions of extra people out of work that's bad, no doubt. Sure, but but the, but the government's been handing out a bunch of money, right, to try to stave off some of the firings we talked about before. Uh, the six hundred dollar unemployment thing, that extra bonus per week, that's going away, right? Unless they've extended it in this most recent package. And I know you've got news about another uh, the, package. They have extended the unemployment benefits but it's not going to be six hundred dollars this time oh it's going to be a lower amount okay do i don't you know i don't it? recall do you know off the top okay. of my head i think it was like 400 something like uh, that that's still going to be more than so enough it's to keep still people a huge out of work. incentive yeah. to stay at home <laughs> right. right which seems to be what they want to do mm-hmm. they want keep to incentivize up. people to stay home to quote flatten the curve so mm-hmm. i made 3200 as a i'm a poor person right so okay. i made 3200 a month that's what my monthly income was before all of this 
Uh, when COVID hit, they closed my business. So the business I worked for no longer exists. It's it's done. It mm-hmm. doesn't. It's not out there anymore. Um, Ski Depot. But now uh, I get the good old government money, or I didn't until about a month ago. Um, so now they're they're they were incentivizing me by giving me more money than I was making when I was working. So you were making thirty two hundred plus six hundred a week. No, I was making thirty eight hundred. So six hundred dollars more than I was making from my regular pay. What do you guys know about uh, Garrett Foster? I've seen. I mean, he was a libertarian activist in I think Dallas who a who approached a car while open carrying an AK forty seven, if I remember correctly. And what do you guys think about the Libertarian Party and Joe Jorgensen holding him up as some martyr for for activism? Well, well let, what did he do? Let, yeah, let me finish explaining who he is. He approached this car. He was at a Black Lives Matter protest, mm-hmm. and a car was driving down these streets where the protests were happening. For whatever reason, he approached the car, and he was shot and killed. Wasn't I heard something? Yeah, hey, wait, wait. Ari, you forget to you forget to include that he aimed the gun at the car. Well, I had heard that the car was allegedly like coming after his girlfriend, and she's in a wheelchair or something like that. Is that a factor in this story too? Or well, the people, was she in the middle of the road? The people who were there have all given conflicting accounts. I've seen people say with sincerity that he didn't even have a gun, hmm. right? And then this. Well, there's says, a video of him having the gun and saying, "I'm not willing to use it because the people that we're up against are a bunch of pussys." Okay. Yeah, I still don't think you should spell that. It's fine. You can actually, you can. I think you can say that because you're referring to being pusillanimous rather than the female body part. So I think it's actually okay. Okay. Yeah, so this is short, short form for that. Uh, but no. But, but regardless, so it sounds like there's a lot of controversy over this. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crbblake 86 Thank you. I don't want to... You just got to get a myself. mask like mine so that uh, no. you can show people how stupid they I are. I don't want to subvert myself to it. I do that with the NPC masks. I love that. Yeah. Me for, too. For listeners who aren't familiar, what's NPC? The NPC is that meme of that little gray dude, almost expressionless, who just, he doesn't think. He just receives programming from the television about how to act and how to think and how to, you know, go about his life. He's got like a, he's all gray. He's got like a straight line for yeah. a real thick straight line for his mouth and like a, a sort of an angled triangular yeah. half triangle line for his nose. And it's, yeah. he looks, he's got this vacant all that stare. that's the face mask is. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have the vacant eye right. stare, obviously. He's a non-player <laughs> character. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. It's a, it's a way of complying with these stupid mm-hmm. mask regulations while making it absolutely clear that I hate them. And mm. that I think it's stupid, and I think it's propagated by people who are not thinking for themselves. At, at least it's clear to the people who are familiar with that meme. Yeah, I, most people that I work with were is the they primary are familiar. Person. No, they they don't no. get it. Interesting. But but you know, people have come in like, hey, is that an NPC mask? So they noticed like, it. Okay, like, yeah, cool. it is. <laughs> they're like, cool. I'm not wearing a mask. I was like, I know, you lucky bastard. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing that in. (laughs) Well, that's good. So individuals who have no income 
and those who income comes from programs such as SSI benefits are still eligible eligible to receive the full government rebate amount is what they're calling it this time a, a rebate. rebate yeah but it it doesn't appear to be actually a rebate <clears throat> it's just a second round of checks yeah i wonder why they're calling it a rebate what did i buy and it's the the same individual i mean the same qualifications as it was last time the seventy five thousand mm-hmm. dollar per year whatever except in this new bill the senate also clarified that anyone who died prior to the start of this year cannot receive a check oh, so okay. well, they actually to took the time to write into law yeah. that dead people cannot receive a, a, a government stimulus check. It's not going to stop the checks from being cut to dead people, but at least it's there. Individuals will also receive $500 for each one of their little tax write-off little baby things that they have, just like under the CARES Act. Baby things. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, I have friends who are libertarians, obviously, and some of them refer to their kids as something. I was trying to think of the terminology just then, but it's like... My tax right off my tax deductible. That's how they refer to their kids? Jokingly. Oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're not like sincere. Like, wow. Oh, I had six kids for the tax purposes. It's all right, man. The liberals are even worse. They call them parasites. The, really? The, Do they really? Yeah, they call babies uh, wow. parasites. Yeah. I was calling in to talk about the uh, artificial money shortage we're experiencing down here in Massachusetts. Now, is I this the coin shortage the or has store. it expanded beyond yeah. that? Well, it's it's the coin shortage, and it's starting to expand in the bills. Wow, really? really? Give me an example. What's yeah, happening? So what are you I, seeing happen? So I was down at the convenience store today, and uh, they had a sign up that said, we need uh, ones and we need uh, coins. I says, what's that about? And they said, uh, well, we can't get any coins from the bank because no one's using any change anymore, and the banks are only giving us two rolls of coins at a time of any denomination. And I says, well, how can that be? The banks get their money from the mint. And uh, they said, we don't know, but the banks only give us a few coins at a time. I said, what, what about the ones? They said, same thing. We're having trouble getting ones, too. So it seems to me like they're slowly trying to not only That's, entice wow. people not to use cash and coins, but also uh, make it impossible for us to get our hands on it. We have to deal with the same crap where I work at, and uh, because of that, we've we've been hitting the bank every single day, whether we need the coins or not. So mm-hmm. we've got this great big bucket now that's filled with, with coins because <laughs> the banks just aren't giving them out. And we know eventually we're going to need these. And, and the same case as ones, but because of how everything works there, we actually acquire a lot of ones. And who the hell is Mike Novogratz? I don't know, but according to Business Insider... He says gold and Bitcoin will both surge higher as long as the government liquidity pump stays turned on. And I think that's that's almost a tautology at this point because the price of Bitcoin and gold, when they're measured in USD, if you continue devaluing USD in by some sort of law of inverse or some kind of mm-hmm. obvious logical step, you're going to make Bitcoin and gold more... Here's one way to look at in it. USD. So here's here's one way to look at it. Instead of con- thinking of it like a law of inverses, think of it like you've got so much money, physical and digital, right? Dollars. Sure. And there's so many goods in the world, gold of which you know is one of those. Sure. Uh, and and Bitcoin is a good. It's just a digital one you, you can't see. So there's X amount of goods and there's Y amount of dollars. Well, if Y all of a sudden becomes Y times ten. 
but the amount of goods stays the same. You have ten times the amount of dollars chasing the same number of goods, so the price has to go up. Yeah. So that's all. That's all it is. That's what inflation is. It's an increase in the money supply. For sure. More dollars chasing the same amount of goods. Michael Novogratz evidently is Galaxy Digital's founder and CEO and chairman. He said on Tuesday that Bitcoin would be worth $14,000 in the next three months and could easily reach $20,000 by the end of the year. Yeah, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem like going out on a limb, really. Mm. That seems like a pretty safe prediction. I hope he's right. I... He's at least not making a bet about eating of any of his body no. parts. <laughs> like so, John McAfee did. Yeah. And the clock is ticking on that one, man. Well, he's already retracted. Yeah, of course he has. Yeah. He predicted that gold would continue to rise, too, as long as the yeah. government's liquidity pump stays turned on. Well, look, I did pull up the gold chart um, over at goldprice.org. They're not a sponsor or anything like that. It just came up in a Google search. But sure. I was wondering, you know, because you did recommend that people take the $1,200 check and turn it into gold and or uh, or Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. I did, and right? I hope people out there listened. And and I'm just trying to remember, was the check, they were coming out in like April, right? Like April, May, kind of that, that range, I mean, basically. I can, I can actually check to see when i got mine uh i mean it's not that important i'm sure i'm pretty sure it was around then i think I th- it was late april early may yeah so like right around the beginning of may the price of gold was just under seventeen hundred dollars per ounce and today it's getting close to two thousand dollars per ounce yeah so they would have made what what, what sort of increase is that percentage wise you know a decent percentage <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> okay, have my yeah, calculator fair. in front of me right now but that's you know, seventeen hundred uh, up by three hundred, so that's what like one almost not quite a fifth. With Bitcoin, you can look at the whole blockchain. You can look at the yeah. entire history, the records of every transaction that's ever happened. So you can analyze that stuff, and you can say, "All right, well, here, computer program, show me how many wallets have more than a tenth of a Bitcoin, or how many have more than a, a hundredth of a Bitcoin, or whatever." And so, a lot of the wallets that have like more than X Bitcoin, a fairly small number. It's up. Like there's so that suggestion is that a lot more people have more Bitcoin than they. But there are also HD wallets and stuff like that now. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's part of the problem. I, I probably own ten thousand of these addresses myself. You mm-hmm. know, if not more, could be. So Novogratz added that retail investors who had focused on tech stocks might now be flocking to Bitcoin and gold. Bitcoin still has a lot of retail interest in it, he said. A lot of that retail interest shifted to the story stocks, to the tech stocks, because they were just more fun. But yesterday, you saw a lot of money shift back over to gold and Bitcoin. Mm. He says he's beginning to see institutional investors move into Bitcoin, but they faced a learning curve unlike what they may encounter in gold investing. Because, as he says, gold has been around for 3,000 years. It's pretty easy it's to familiar. buy. It's familiar. People know it. Oh, yeah. That's me. I Like I said before, I had it a while back. I had a bunch of uh, of transactions that I had made that got me Bitcoin, and then uh, I got rid of it. Now, we've got good news out there for the for the gamers who are probably not listening because they're probably playing video games, or maybe they have us playing in the background. Who knows? Evidently, however, you can now use cryptocurrency with Twitch to some degree. You can use it to subscribe to channels, as I understand it. Yes, and I'm, I was in the middle of confirming that it is actually true. I'm on uh, twitch.lrn.fm, and it's a little on the buried side. So in my internet, or maybe Twitch is moving slow here, but basically you, go to, you can hit subscribe, 
And uh, and then so for for listeners who aren't familiar, Twitch is a video streaming software or a website where normally people stream video games. We stream our show. Although I, I was playing some XCOM on the channel. You are. Uh, I saw within, that within the last. I was already drunk, so I didn't tune in. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like XCOM. That's that's why I play it. But. Uh, so anyway, what you can do is you can subscribe on Twitch, and what that ben- the benefit that that confers is you get a little star or whatever, right? Like you sure. get some sort of icon that you're a subscriber, which means you're supporting directly the channel. Twitch takes, I think, 50% of the subscription. So, I mean, it's not the best way to support what we do. The best way to do that is to amp the show at amp.freetalklive.com because then we get everything after the, the credit card fees, basically. Here's what uh, Zeng Zelke, their chief marketing officer, said. He said, quote, we're seeing more online merchants interested in using crypto as a promotional payment form, which is exciting since most marketing payment options are mainly reserved for alternative payments through PayPal. Twitch is the first major uh, merchant to jump on this trend. That's not true. Valve used to take Bitcoin. Through BitPay, though? No. I think he's he's referring to through his platform. So what looking about at Newegg? All, Newegg is well, no. They Twitch, don't offer a Twitch discount. Is, Twitch is bigger than Newegg anyway. But Newegg doesn't offer a discount. You don't get a price break for paying with with crypto. Does this mean Amazon might soon take BitPay? Ooh, I don't know. Because Amazon Aria, owns Twitch. That's true. Oh, it'd be over with, dude. That'd be it'd be amazing if Amazon did. Dude, that, that would that would change the world overnight. I'd still use Purse though, because you'd you'd save more. Yeah. Well, I forgot that Purse is back. Saveitpurse.com. Check that out. That's it. Saveitpurse.com. It's a great way for you to use cryptocurrency on Amazon and save money. There's certain people who will not buy a subscription because they don't have a credit card, but they may have some cryptocurrency. It may be a small number of them, but there are some people who will be motivated to buy a subscription now, whereas they weren't before. Well, there's also the hardcore enthusiasts who will buy it just because they can use cryptocurrency. To show their support for this. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so now they can use more crypto, I think, than before, because according to the story at Cointelegraph, they say that it, uh, it's Twitch that's offering the 10% subscription discount, which is important to note, because some think the promotional officer may have come from BitPay. So Twitch wants your Bitcoin. Oh, uh, well, now, that, that, now what we don't know is whether or not Twitch is keeping the Bitcoin. Presumably they are. If they're offering a discount for it, then presumably they're keeping it. Because if you've ever gone into the back end of BitPay, one of the things that I think is a pretty cool feature that they have is you can there's like a little slider where you can say, all right, I want to keep 100% of my Bitcoin as Bitcoin. Or I only want to keep 20%, cash everything else out into my bank account. I'll keep 20%. So you can decide what the sort of the, the split is. Very cool. Uh, so we don't know what Twitch is doing with, with the the coins coming in. They could be converting all of it. They could be keeping 10%. They could be keeping 90 or 100%. Twitch caters primarily to the gaming community. Recent statistics show that over 16,000 games were played at Twitch at the beginning of July, which appears to be close to an all-time high for the platform, which would figure because people are at home more so now. Right than they've ever been. Uh, gaming pioneer Trip Hawkins, independent board member for DMarket, a platform for blockchain-based games, told Cointelegraph he thinks crypto will steadily increase in importance over the next coming years, notably as a theme in games featuring virtual good economies and within other game-related services. He says, quote, games are virtual worlds, and virtual worlds benefit from the trustworthiness of more currencies and reliable methods of payment. They also stand to benefit from the ownership and tracking mechanisms that crypto is known for. Hence, digital merchants will want to offer crypto as long as it's not too volatile an instrument. And for that reason, we've seen it come and go a few times already, he said. Well, 
Bitcoin is still volatile as hell. I mean, uh, in we were just talking earlier about it, in the last 24 hours, it's up $1,200. Or, uh, sorry, last 48 hours. Last 24, it's actually down like 400 bucks. Yeah. But it's... It's all. It, it's all. I remember last week, right? I mean, it, it's all fascinating to me. This the sudden surge in the Bitcoin prices, and I, I imagine this deal was in the works for long before sure. know, this week. But last week there were articles effectively calling Bitcoin a stable coin. What? Be, well, they were they were using the term you know facetiously, but it had stuck around the ninety one hundred to ninety five hundred dollar mark for, for like two weeks. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.